0: Welcome to Insightful Essence, the podcast that uses self awareness from a neurological perspective. By learning the biological components of our mood, relationship problems, emotion management, and other things, we remove judgment and replace it with empowerment. I am your host, Rosalind Perez, mental health counselor and life coach. Let's get ready to rise above survival. Welcome to another episode of Insightful Essence, my insightful ones. I am so happy to have you here connected with me and especially to talk this particular topic with you. I am, I love it. It's so present in many of our lives because some people are good with boundaries, other people are not so good. So I hope that this can be a benefit for anyone that tunes in and can identify themselves or others. So, what is the topic for today? Is codependency, and there's so much information, misinformation about this topic. So, I wanted to start off with making a comparison and making a differentiation between dependency and codependency. Whenever I ask my clients, like, what's the difference between these two, they sometimes get it right. Other times, they just come like confuse the terms. But to start off from a accurate place, accurate place, dependency is literally having independence of something. Um, for example, being a mom and having children; those children will de- be dependent on you. They de- they depend on you for food, clothing, having a roof over their head. Or let's say that I have car problems and then I call a co-worker and I ask my co-worker to please give me a ride. Then I become dependent for transportation my co-worker will help me with. That is dependency. It's having a need and being satisfied by another person, pretty much. However, what is codependency? Codependency is wanting to be needed. And this can come off in so many different ways, so many different shapes of forms within the interactions that we have with other people. But it is deep down that need of wanting to be needed. Something to clarify about codependency is that we can see it in behaviors and mostly everyone at some point in their lives will engage in behaviors that will appear as codependent. And that does not mean that it's a problem. So all of the examples that I'm going to be provided, providing in this episode, it's if it's the norm, if it's the frequency, if it's the day-to-day interactions, and if it's the majority of the behaviors that we interact or engage whenever we're interacting with another person. So I want just to make that distinction because the fact that just one or two, three of the behaviors that I'm going to mention may be present in your life does not mean that you may have codependency related problems. Remember that is the amount, it is the frequency, the intensity, and how present is this in our day-to-day lives. Whenever I work and engage my clients in this topic and we can like cover it, I like to use questionnaires, I like to use measurable tools to identify what's the frequency and the amount of these type of behaviors, codependent behaviors, of course, that are present in their lives but most of them are founded or based on poor boundary setting. The best way that I use with my clients to present this topic is by utilizing examples. I'm a very virtual person and therefore I'm going to do the same here in this episode. So what is at the root at the foundation of a codependent person? And whenever we help others, whenever we do things for others, guess what? We're biologically wired to be social. So guess what? We feel good about ourselves. Dopamine is released. And this is the biological piece of the codependent behavior. Whenever we're doing things for others, dopamine is released. We feel good about ourselves and we want to do it again. It's Coming from a reward system, we're being rewarded with dopamine, which means that um, it gives us that feeling that I am doing things that are good. I did, I helped someone else. I opened a door. I led someone into my lane, and guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. We feel good about ourselves. That's how we survive. We're social creatures, so that's crucial piece of our neurology to release that dopamine. Why am I highlighting so much on this? Because codependency is dopamine release, seeking that feel good uh, feeling about ourselves by helping others, but on steroids, we are overdoing it to the point that we neglect ourselves. We overdo it. And this can be so present in overachievers. This can be present in people that may be, Uh, experiencing burnout why because we're overdoing we're just doing so much for others at the expense of our self-care and our wellness because we're it becomes almost like an addictive behavior we need to confirm our value based on how much do we help others how much are we there for others and how can we know if we're engaging in codependent behaviors, if you look back into the relationships that you have, you feel that you're always doing things for others and to the point that you feel exhausted and no one like appreciates you. Or you may uh, have difficulty saying no and people may come to you to ask you for favors. And it's hard for you to, to say no because what what are they going to think about if you say no? What's going to happen? Are they going to get upset? Because that's another trait of codependent behaviors. It makes us feel responsible for other people's emotions. And because I don't want for this person to get upset, then I'm not going to say no. My apologies for that. Because I just don't want to, people feel anxious, then I just have to make sure that I don't bring up something that could make them feel worse, more anxious, upset, sad. Hence, we take responsibility for other people's emotions. And we put ourselves to the side because it may not be the good time or I'm just going to let it go. And we can like bring and welcome these thoughts that we may not see clearly as codependent just the way that they present in our minds, but deep down that, that's where they're rooted. And here's the thing, the more that we do that, the more that we do things for others, don't say no, hold back because we're afraid of other people's reactions or why they're going to think about us. What we are saying to ourselves is like, your emotions, your values are just not good enough. Other people's emotions and values and feelings are more important than yours. And we set a foundation for the type of relationships that we have in our lives. No wonder why for a lot of people that overdo it in codependent behaviors. Many of the relationships are a give or take, give or take all the time i give 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 you take 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 leading them to feel exhausted leading them to feel overwhelmed leading them to feel tired physically emotionally spiritually even and when we overdo it the higher price that we pay through codependency is That disconnect and loss of our identity, of who we are. What are the things that I like? What are the things that I enjoy? How much time do I spend doing these activities? And I'm talking to you about this topic, but I have lifted this in the flesh. I've always went up and beyond for others and never did things for myself. If my husband wanted to buy things for him, absolutely, yes, use the money. I'll have no problem with that. But then if I needed something, I'm like, we need to save. We need to make sure that we just like put this money aside and use it for something else. I wasn't just good enough to get or to buy myself something, a piece of like a piece of clothing, a shirt, makeup get my nails done, anything of the sort. And I would just like justify and rationalize it. But deep down, it was rooted in, nope, other people needs are more important and you can just like wait. And the more that we do that, the more that we get addicted and closer and dependent on that need of being needed because it's the only source of, gratification it becomes the only source of self-worth I was needed this person called me this person said that they that it was so great that I was able to help them aren't you surprised why I'm a counselor or coach no not at all it makes perfect sense right so even though it has been extremely helpful for my career there was a dark side to it Because I was just always wanted to overdo it, overdo it, not only with my clients, but also with my loved ones. I remember having sometimes conversation with people and they were just like sharing with me difficult life situations that they were going through. Mind you, they were not asking for my opinion, but here I was telling them what is it that they needed to do? Why don't you try this? And why don't you try this? But what have you heard about this, or do you know the source or white people? And I was just like always, oh, and people appeared a lot of times like, "Oh, thank you." Sometimes, and this is just like I I I see this and I talk about this, and I just keep, like go back and I just cringe, the thought of thinking of like how much I overdid it and how much I neglected myself. Sometimes I would have people saying that they're having difficulties finding jobs. And guess what? This one over here would just like go into websites and like do search and send that person like emails of like their jobs because I was taking on their emotional process. I didn't want them to see hurt. It was just too hard for me to be able to see them hurt because what if i if if i cannot do anything because i i deep down felt that i needed to do something to help because then i will get confirmation on my self worth so i always needed to be doing for others or always needed to be present anyone that called me And if I needed to set a boundary, I was so bad at that. If I had clients that did not show or perhaps were a little bit over their time, I was just like, no. And perhaps like it would take me two hours because I didn't want them to feel upset for me just like saying, this is it. And I can sit here and continue just to go over so many different examples. And I just want to kind of go back quickly to what I was saying at the beginning. It's not that it's a bad thing when we just like overdo it or help or go out of our way to help others. No, that's not at all a problem. The problem becomes when it's attached to our identity and we function and we mold our relationships around this level of functioning. How to break with codependent behaviors. We need an overload of self-care, an overload of compassion and boundaries, healthy boundaries. But before we set those boundaries, we wanted to make sure that we reconnect with who we are. We pay attention to the things that I like versus the things that I don't like. And this is the part that it can be very difficult for a lot of people that struggle with something similar to codependency. Whenever we identify something that we don't like, speaking up, because what if that person takes offense? What if that person gets upset and mad at me or not talk to me again? I have had parents that have told me but if I say no to my five-year-old what if she gets upset at me and is this aversion to have people upset at you because it would confirm that you're you're not valuable you're not good you're not enough Any rejection will be a confirmation of your low self-worth. So this, this can be very impactful for a lot of people. However, it is through awareness that we can make a choice on what to do with this information. That's the empowering message. That's the most important thing about me talking about this particular topic. Because guess what? It will never change if we don't take active steps to set those boundaries, to dedicate time to self-worth, to celebrate, celebrate your accomplishments, to honor, to do rituals where you are the most important person and you as that important person, honor your time, your worth without giving to others. Who are you? Whenever you don't give to others, but just like allow time to yourself. So finding opportunities, finding ways for us to make time for ourselves. Sit down with the discomfort. Explore which part in your body you're feeling that distress and that internal turmoil. Whenever I don't give in, whenever I say no, what's the worst thing that could happen? Remember that it is boundaries that will determine the type of relationships that you want. And that's a good place to start. Asking yourself, are these the type of relationships that I want in my life? The ones that I'm only given and people are taking? And it's just like a one way. There's so much that we can give. So what's the worst thing that could happen if I say, no, we have to ask these challenging questions. If I have someone that it's in my life only asking me for money and I always give them money, I always give them money and they only come whenever they're in need. And I'm only always giving them money or what is it that they need. If I make the choice to say no, set a boundary, two things could happen. Chances are that because this person has gotten used to taking and taking and taking from you, it's going to be a surprise. It may not necessarily take it well. That could happen. But two things could happen after that. They either stick around, respect those boundaries, or they leave. And yes, it can be extremely fearful and scary to have that person leave but if they leave that it's a confirmation that the glue holding that relationship was only you giving and them taking from you and that's when you have to ask yourself is this the type of relationships that I want in my life the ones that are only expecting to get from me but whenever I speak up they just simply go away You know what that's going to cost you? A reassurance of your low self-worth. That you have to continue to put your emotions to the side. That you're going to continue to be tired and exhausted. They're going to continue to be used by people around you. But if that's not what you want, then we have to make peace with the uncomfortable and distressing feeling of saying no and setting boundaries. Something that I recommend my clients before stepping in to setting boundaries and saying no and dedicating time to self-care and self-love. Start with the smaller steps. If you struggle with saying no to anyone because you don't wanna make them feel upset, don't start at the most scariest person, maybe your partner, a parent, a, a child, your your child. So what is a safer way? Let's say if you're going to a fast food and then you order uh, a meal and then when you are given that meal, guess what, that meal's wrong. Use that as an opportunity because a lot of times I'm not sure if you go like, It's okay. I'm already in the car. Already left, or I'm just going to eat this. I like this also. So no, you that it's your opportunity to shine and to start proving your brain that you have what it takes to go the opposite route of codependency. So you go and walk into that fast food and you say, "Excuse me, my order is incorrect." I ordered such and such, and I was given this. So I would like for my order to be corrected. You're talking with respect. However, you are honoring what's important to you. You're speaking up. It's not really about the meal. We're dependent. It could be about the meal, depending if what you're given you dislike. But at the end, is really about using every opportunity available for you to start nourishing and building the most important relationship you can ever build and it's with yourself. So this is powerful stuff and it's a process. Remember when I was talking about kindness? Guess what? You want to make sure that you have kindness by your side every step of the way. Because saying no, setting boundaries, the people around you that have gotten used to you always giving and giving and giving. They will resist. They will challenge you. They will become upset. Because all of a sudden, like, why are you changing? This was never a problem. But guess what? Now it is. And they can understand that or not. But it's like, how do we make peace with owning? It's not my responsibility. Other people's emotions are not my responsibility. And don't get me wrong, we can care, we can like have people, and of course, we will be influenced if they're upset. But that's why we need so much clarity on those moments where I we set boundaries. But I can care about you until you're crossing a personal boundary. That is when. I am not going to allow anyone to hurt me. It is our responsibility to set those boundaries because no one else will know what hurts you, what matters to you. No one else's responsibility but yours to set those boundaries. So this is a journey where you want to make sure, I cannot highlight it enough, you want to make sure that you incorporate kindness and compassion every step of the way and get help you don't have to go through this journey alone there are so many different things that you could do but you don't have to do them alone if this resonates with you if this what was discussed in this episode resonates with you or with someone that you love and care please make sure to let them know to listen to this episode subscribe and i appreciate so much you tuning in and i'll see you next time if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast please don't forget to hit subscribe share with others post it about it on social media or leave a rating and review thanks for listening